Greetings all and welcome to the Wind Up Podcast. It is one big ol' harvest update for everybody. Um, I apologize, we missed getting an episode in last week. In fact, this one is being posted late. If you're listening to this on October 25th, I am literally recorded this and posted it um, within like the last couple of hours. Uh, it has been a just monstrous few days, 10 days, really, uh, in the grand scheme of the harvest world, uh, which really prevented me from standing here in my home office and getting a new episode posted. But I had a little bit of time today uh, before the next batch of grapes comes in tomorrow, uh, which is going to allow me to kind of give you a little bit of the details on what's been going on out here. Uh, typically, this is this would be the last uh, Wednesday in October, which is typically our Q&A session. Uh, I'm going to hang on to some of those questions and we'll roll them over into future episodes. Uh, this I just haven't even had time to sit down, compile my thoughts, the questions, the whole nine. So I'm flying by the seat of my pants a little bit here, but I wanted to provide a little insight into just the harvest madness and things that are, you know, going on. Because it's it's official. The madness is here. And we talk about it so much. And, pr- you know, probably the Harvest Shenanigans episode from a couple weeks ago gave a little bit of insight just into some of that madness and kind of the quirky things that can happen during a harvest season. Uh, but there's really nothing quite like experiencing it firsthand, uh, even though this is my 14th harvest, uh, making my own wines and working in and around the wine industry again after moving away uh, to go to school and then eventually make my way back. uh, There's just nothing that really prepares you for it. There's always something. And to kind of illustrate a little bit of this and hopefully give you some real boots on the ground information on what's going on in this harvest season. I'm going to take you through basically the last 10 days of harvest because this has been, it's been an interesting season. It's, it's been such a beautiful year. I've already talked a lot about the potential for this year. It's a, like a vintage of the decade and the wines that are going to be coming from this season because they are tasting phenomenal already uh, very early in the process. The grapes that are still out there and that we're waiting to be harvest, that we're waiting to harvest are just looking beautiful. In fact, as soon as I'm done recording this, I am literally jumping in my truck and driving down to a vineyard to call another pick uh, for either this weekend or first thing next week, most likely. Uh, it's just been bonkers. The the trick with this year in particular really has been that with this long kind of extended growing season, we've kind of we've started to butt up against the tail end of it very, very fast. So very typically, you know, the month or so, maybe even month and a half when grapes are normally coming in at, you know, it's busy, but it's this nice kind of even pace. Everything's coming in at once. It's partially why the last 10 days have just been so insane is because we're picking everything. It's just, it's a barrage of fruit coming into the winery and going across the sorting table and getting fermentations and all the other work done. So typically, you know, harvest is this nice bell curve and it's it's fairly gentle and it peaks and it's a ton of work and then it cools back off again. This is basically like a pyramid. It's like flat, straight up the wall, straight down, 
and it'll tail off very, very fast on the other side of things as well. It's just that kind of season that everything is coming in basically in a week, two week period, as opposed to a month and maybe two months for some people, which is just kind of nuts. Uh, the fact, I mean, shoot, our white wines have, be, have been at the winery and have been done for basically a month. Uh, you know, we're just getting into our red wines. Uh, and it's, it's going to be absolutely crazy until realistically mid-November. It's going to be probably November 14th, 15th by the time I'm actually like wrapped up, things are in barrel, and we're done for the season. So it's a very solid three more weeks of heavy lifting before we start to really see the light at the end of the tunnel and for things to slow down ever so slightly. So let's get into a week or let's get into a 10 day span of what it's like being a winemaker in Napa during your craziest time. I'm officially, it is about 12 noon as I'm recording this. It's time for another cup of coffee. So if you hear a small break in the action, I'm simply trying to mainline as much caffeine as I can. Mm. I haven't even had time for like my post workday harvest whiskeys. It's just been that busy. So let's go back all the way back. I got to bring up a calendar real quick. So I want to make sure I don't confuse the dates real fast. Da, 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 da. There we go. So let's go back. This would be October 16th. So about a week and a half ago. And at this point, we're gearing up. Uh, we have one pick that was scheduled for uh, Tuesday night that would roll into Wednesday. Uh, we had another pick later that week uh, that was going to be happening on Saturday night into Sunday. And then we were going to come in this week. So we had, or I had already been, you know, checking in on vineyards. We already called some picks and knew that fruit was going to be coming in as this week went on, and then into the week that we're currently in. So we knew, we saw kind of this this madness on the horizon. Shoot, I didn't even have time to get my harvest haircut. I'm like a floppy, you know, fuzzy mess right now. Um, it just it got so busy so quick. I tried to, I had made two appointments with my barber. I had to cancel both of them. What are you going to do? Uh, the vanity of us winemakers. You got to get your harvest haircut, do your weigh-in, all these other things. But that Monday was basically my prep day. Uh, it was, all right, we got fruit coming in in the next couple of days. We're going to get some barrels lined up. We're going to be getting some tank space lined up. We're going to make sure all the equipment is clean. Uh, we're going to make sure we have all the hoses that we need, that the pumps are working. Uh, by this point, we already knew that we were having trouble with one of our pumps because there's a faulty switch in it, so it doesn't like to turn off. It turns on and it runs really, really well. It just never stops running. <laughs> so we already knew that there's one piece of equipment that we are try actively trying to fix. Uh, we knew there was a little issue with... The uh, grape dumper that basically dumps, it just dumps grapes onto our sorting table. You have to, it's a little, the hydraulic system's a little quirky, but we found a workaround for that. We basically had been able to troubleshoot most everything. And Monday was wake up, grab a cup of coffee, head out to the winery. And the rest of the 16th was just, all right, confirmed everything with our growers. We had bins dropped off uh, for the pick that was going to be happening uh, Tuesday night into Wednesday, and we were set up and ready to go. It was this nice last deep breath before the harvest season gets started, and it's something that happens fairly regularly, that 
you know, we, we kind of see the writing on the wall when it's going to be absolutely bonkers. And it does provide us some time to kind of prepare for it, to make sure that we've got everything lined up the way it needs to be, how it needs to be, so that we can execute the work efficiently. You know, I talk a lot about kind of the preventative medicine that we try and carry out. So that way, when shit hits the fan, we can troubleshoot and we have plan A, B, and C lined up, ready to go, and we can adapt, adjust, and overcome any issues that come our way. Because we know that there's going to be problems, like this pump that keeps going out. We know that there's a piece of equipment that's not working quite right. We need to make sure that we have a backup plan so that if it does in fact go down and we can't use it, that we have another way to go about it. It's quite simple, really. It's just a lot of, in essence, janitorial services in terms of cleaning things. You get to be everything from an electrician to a mechanic uh, to the janitor. And then every once in a while, you get to make some wine. You know, that's typically how this time of year works. So we get through Monday, all the prep work. I have my list. I have my calendar set up. I've got everything lined up, ready to go. And I go to sleep. Get a nice, lovely night's sleep. Uh, Tuesday morning, luckily enough, was not going to be a super long day. I had a few last-minute to-dos to get the rest of the equipment ready and sanitize the sorting line and actually get a tank ready to hold the fruit that we were harvesting. I wake up. It's probably about 7, 10, 7, 15. Uh, my alarm, I had hit snooze once. I get up. Uh, go start making some coffee. I come back in, I look at my phone, and I have three missed calls and two text messages, which is not necessarily a good sign that early in the morning when it's the farmer that you're working with as well as the vineyard owner you're working with. So I check the texts, and it says, fruit's on its way. It's going to be there momentarily. I listen to the voicemail. And it's the vineyard manager calling me to tell me, hey, the crew looked at the schedule wrong. They picked this vineyard Monday night into Tuesday rather than Tuesday night into Wednesday. The fruit is already loaded on a truck and it's going to be at the winery in 15 minutes. I'm officially, they're officially 24 hours ahead of schedule. So I... Tell Brittany, I'm like, hey, I got to go to the winery. Fruit's going to be there. She's like, I thought the harvest the harvest was starting tomorrow. I'm like, nope, it started 12 hours ago. And I did not know about it. Uh, luckily, it was not my screw up. It was the, the picking crew and their team uh, that messed up the schedule, which we had to have a fairly stern conversation about it afterwards. Um, but you throw on your jeans, you throw on your work boots, you go out to the winery, and as soon as I get out to the winery, the truck that carried the grapes out there is literally on its way out. Stop him, make sure that everything went good. They said yes, everything looked great. I get to the winery itself, just down the driveway, and we have what what was in essence a little over four tons worth of fruit. Not the craziest amount of fruit to deal with. That might sound like a lot to some of you, uh, but last week, I think it was on Friday, that would have been the 20th. Uh, at the winery, we crushed about 25 tons worth of fruit. So, you know, four tons is very manageable, uh, given that, you know, it's still around 8,000 pounds worth of grapes, right? Uh, you know, it's something that you're just like, all right, well, off into the races we go. Now, the downside, and some, and for point of reference, when you have these schedules lined up, I had plenty of work to do on Tuesday that now gets pushed back to Wednesday, that now gets pushed back to Thursday and Friday. 
because when fruit comes in and you start these fermentations, your days become 12-hour days just like that. And every batch of fruit that comes in afterward is just adding time to that schedule because you have to manage those fermentations. You're doing pump overs, you're doing punch downs, you're checking on them, and you're doing that morning and night. And then the rest of the day is typically filled with other things. And when you have kind of this schedule lined up, you're assuming, okay, if Tuesday is kind of my last full free day to get things done, I can pack orders, I can ship wine, I can do some customer service stuff, I can check in on other vineyards and make sure that they're all good and ready to rock and roll. All of that goes out the window because I have to spend the day now getting all this other work done. So it completely derailed last week's schedule. Uh, it was Brittany and I, we end up going out uh, processing all of this fruit. We got everything sanitized, the tank ready. We got all of the work done. But the ripples of that, we're finally back to basically an even keel in the last two days. It took us a full week to play catch up because now everything else is expedited because and everything becomes more urgent because you just lost that day of busy work that you needed to stay on top of everything. And that's harvest, baby. It just, it throws you that curveball. Now, some of you might be, you know, under these sums like, well, it came in a day early. You're able to process it. You got the work done. At least you're now kind of ahead of schedule. Somewhat. You would be somewhat correct. Because of the wrench that that threw into the rest of everything else that was going on that week, now all of a sudden we're kind of running around with our hair on fire. You know, I still have to drive out to Clarksburg to check on fruit. I have other vineyards within Napa that we have to check on. Uh, we have a lot of, with, you know, some of the tastings we've been hosting and, and, and wine club members and stuff. We've, we have all the kind of back office stuff that needed to be wrapped up on that Tuesday. Now I got to push that off so I can focus on the grapes, which is what it is. You know, it just, it's kind of the way the cookie crumbled to get last week started. But this was, and all that is fine, because those are all things that you can just work through, and as long as you're communicative and on top of it, and you've got your, again, plan A, B, C ready to go, you can knock all that stuff out. The bigger issue, and this is a, a fairly decent point of contention for me personally, is that I was not there to help manage that pick. And there were some things that we weren't particularly happy with when that fruit was delivered and how it was delivered and how it was picked. And that's another story for a different day. But this is something that is ultra important for me personally. And I think for most winemakers is that unless you've been working with that farming crew and you have a great relationship, you're typically there. And even then you're probably typically there to see the pick off and make sure they get started on the right foot because crazy things happen where they start picking the wrong part of the vineyard. They start mixing varieties, potentially, or blocks that you don't want to mix. And that was really the issue is that there were a couple of blocks within this vineyard that ended up being blended together when normally we would like to keep them separate. And that's stuff that you can, in essence, double check with the vineyard manager or the foreman of the picking crew and make sure that it's all lined up to knock down. You hang out for a little bit. You make sure there aren't too many leaves in the bins. I will say this picking crew did a phenomenal job of picking. There was not a lot of extra stuff. The fruit looked immaculate. The quality was outstanding. But because I wasn't there to manage it, because it happened a day earlier than it should have, unbeknownst to us, 
Now I don't have the ability to separate out those blocks. I don't know what bins are which. They didn't label them. I wasn't there to keep that, keep tabs on that and make sure that it happened. And now I've lost a little semblance of control. Is it the end of the world? No. The fruit is amazing. The wine is still, it's about uh, halfway through its fermentation process. As I speak right now, it's bubbling away. It tastes phenomenal. It's in a beautiful spot. But there are little things that it's like, hey, this would have been really nice to separate out these blocks and potentially have these different lots to work with rather than have it all in this one tank and just blend it all together. It's kind of a bummer, and I'm not particularly happy about it. But again, it is what it is, and we have to just act and move forward and keep things trucking along. It was a very rude awakening to last Tuesday and the beginning of the harvest season. As we got into Wednesday and Thursday last week, now we're preparing for another pick that's going to be happening this weekend. This was another uh, point of contention with one of our growers, actually, because the schedule has gotten so tight uh, with so many people trying to pick their grapes all at once. This is when labor becomes an issue because you can't pick, you can't have people be in two places at once and you can't have the same crew working 24-7. You need to, obviously, like you have to give people breaks. You can't keep them up. They're already up all night picking as it is. They can't pick all day the next day and then all night the next night. You can't keep people awake for five days at a time. You have to let people rest and recoup and then get back out there to keep doing the work. So the next couple of days were all logistics. It's a combination of managing the fruit that made it to the winery, getting those fermentations and those processes started, uh, getting everything else lined up for the rest of the fruit that was going to be coming in over the weekend. We had to change that schedule a little bit. So Wednesday and Thursday, basically, once this fruit came in, was managing that fruit and then dotting I's and crossing T's to make sure the next batch of grapes was coming in when it needed to be coming in. It was a lot of admin work on top of customer service work post wine club shipment and post, uh, you know, just customer service shipping issues. Just my email inbox was a complete and utter mess. If there's some of you out there that haven't heard from me, I apologize. I'm getting there. We're playing catch up, I promise. Uh, by this time next week, we should be really back to an even keel. Uh, we're floating now. We're kind of in the weeds over the last 10 days. Um, but those those couple of days, the uh, 18th and it would have been the 19th last week, were, all right, here's what we're going to do. We are going to, one, we're going to cold soak this tank, uh, which means we chill that tank down uh, below 50 degrees and we let those grapes... Uh, sit in that tank just nice and cool. Uh, what that does is it actually really helps uh, retain a lot of the blue and like purple hues and the color of the wine. It really doesn't do a whole lot in terms of structure, but it's great style points. It makes the wine very, very sexy looking, this really rich kind of dark color. So it's nice to do that for a couple of days. We also had two bins. This tank, we had a little bit more fruit than that would fit in the tank. So we have two bins that we went ahead and we fired up right away, which meant rehydrating a yeast culture and pitching that into those bins to get those fermentation processes going. Uh, after that cold soak had occurred for about two days, we were in a little bit of a bind. Normally, I like to go at least a day longer than that. Uh, but we're in this crazy time where we're going to need the tank space, most likely. Uh, so... Two days was the color actually looked great after two days. So with that, we let the tank warm back up uh, and then pitch yeast into that tank. So by the time uh, the 20th rolled around on Friday, 
we had three fermentations going between the two bins and this one larger tank, uh, which was great to have that all done and just being able to manage those fermentations, which takes, you know, maybe 20 minutes, uh, 15, 20 minutes for, uh, to mix up the tank because it's a larger volume and we have to uh, do a pump over to mix up that fermentation and get the extraction that we want and ensure that it's happening evenly. That's about, you know, it's about 15, 20 minutes uh, for that pump over, plus probably the other uh, 20, 30 minutes of like setup and breakdown and cleaning and everything that happens around it. So call it, you know, a half hour um, or 40, at least 45 minutes or so of work just to manage that tank. And then we have probably another 15 or so minutes doing punch downs, managing the other fermentations that are been. So it's a clean hour of work at the beginning of the day and the hour of the day and the end of the day to make sure that these three fermentations are doing their thing. So the end of last week, we kind of got into our groove. It was, all right, grapes are here, fermentations are happening. These, these lots are all set and ready to go. Let's get ready for the next one. Uh, so with the grower that we're having this back and forth with, you know, I'm trying to figure out when we can bring these grapes. They had a conflict on, I guess it would have been uh, Monday, uh, the 23rd. They were going to try and pick the grapes that night, but they had a couple other large picks and their crew was spread kind of thin. So we are actually able to move up that pick to Saturday night. And on Saturday night, uh, we did basically, um, through Saturdays, what basically we were able to do what I would normally do when a pick is scheduled and actually happens on the appropriate day. Uh, we make sure that the bins are dropped off so that uh, the crews can fill those, uh, make sure that they can get transported back to the winery the following morning. I do one last walkthrough of the vineyard to just kind of as good luck, basically, to make sure that it's looking good. This is typically done as I'm dropping off those bins. I go back to the winery, and from there, it's janitorial services. We're cleaning stuff. We're ensuring that everything is ready for the next day. Uh, Con Valley and the family had been crushing grapes on Friday the 20th, uh, which means most of the equipment was set up and ready to go for the next morning. All we had to do is make sure that it was clean. Saved a little bit of time for us on Friday evening and into Saturday, which was great, uh, which allowed me to really focus on those fermentations that we had going. So we get through Saturday get through that Friday, get through that Saturday. We're ready for the next round of grapes to come in. And this lot was supposed to be about six tons worth of fruit. So a little bit bigger. And we had a few more picks that were, you know, coming after this. Uh, but this was going to be kind of our, you know, one of our bigger days. You know, typically for us, we harvest maybe about 20 tons worth of fruit throughout the harvest season. Uh, this being, you know, a little less than, you know, about a third of it, you know, realistically all in one day, it's not a huge heavy lifting day, uh, relatively six tons again is not a crazy amount of grapes to come across a sorting table, uh, but you want to make sure you have enough hands around to get the job done efficiently. Normally takes a few hours to get that all processed. And then again, you know, amongst all the cleaning and sanitizing things afterwards, it takes a couple more hours for that. So again, just logistics and making sure that you got plenty of hands to do the work and that you have your schedule of events lined up correctly with plan A, B, and C ready to go. Uh, so I go out uh, to the vineyard as the crew starts picking. This would have been uh, late in the evening uh, on Saturday. Uh, check in with the vineyard foreman. I run into him. We have a quick chat about how things are looking. Uh, we make sure the crew is picking in the right place, which they were. Uh, I go through and make sure that they have everything that they need. And then I go back out to the winery because I have that hour or so of work to do on those fermentations that are currently going. So I go back out, do my pump over, 
uh, do my punch downs, check those fermentations, make sure they're doing all right. Uh, basically, after about an hour and a half or two uh, on top of cleaning everything and getting things ready for the next day and processing this fruit, I go back out to the vineyard. Uh, at this point, I check in with the foreman again. They say they're on track and that all the bins are going to be you know, filled and delivered by about 7 a.m. the next day. I say, great, we'll be out there and we'll be ready. I go do a quick walkthrough with the crew, make sure again they have everything they need. I talk to uh, the, I guess the what, kind of the assistant foreman, make sure that the, he's good and that they got everything kind of in line. He says they're great. They were about, let's see, they were almost about halfway done at this point, actually. They had filled up uh, basically five of the bins. They were moving on to the sixth, which means they had six more to do. I've been working with this crew actually for about 13 years, so I know them really, really well. Uh, so I'm a little bit more hands off with them. Uh, they do a great job. There's typically not a lot of leaves and other stuff that ends up in those bins. It makes hand sorting really, really, really easy. But I don't know what I just mumbled there. That was kind of wild. I think my brain just shut off for a second. That was nuts. Uh, long story short, you know, we're, we're on really good terms. We understand each other. We know what we're looking for and I don't have to babysit them nearly as much, which is, it's just music to my ears. Cause it means I can go back home and actually get some sleep and then get back out to the winery and get ready for those grapes to be delivered. So I go home, get a halfway decent night's sleep. I actually have to be out at the winery by about five o'clock that morning because I got to make sure everything is lined up. Uh, that all the equipment is ready, turn everything on, make sure we're ready to rock and roll. I have that hour, hour and a half or so of work to do on those other fermentations before fruit shows up. Uh, there's also rain in the forecast for Sunday afternoon. So I want to make sure that we get all this processing done before it starts dumping rain. Luckily we did, I mean, right under the wire. I mean, we got about halfway through the last bin of grapes and it started dumping. So we sped everything up and got those grapes crushed as quickly as possible to make sure not too much water made it into the lot. It was just an insane day of crushing fruit. So before we got to the processing part of things though, I'm out there, uh, a few amazing friends uh, were coming out to help us out on that Sunday to get this fruit crushed. Uh, they were there at 7 a.m. sharp because we knew the fruit was gonna be there probably between seven and eight. Uh, it's always a little bit of wiggle room there. And sure enough, they go, hey, we saw the, you wouldn't believe it, there's this trailer of grapes that's you know broke down, they got a flat tire, you know, probably about a mile away. And I go, that's not at all disconcerting and sure as shit, two minutes later I get a text. The trailer got a flat tire, we're trying to replace it, we'll probably be out there closer to, you know, eight, hopefully before nine. And I and I just go, oh, of course, of course, of course the trailer got a flat tire, of course the grapes aren't going to be here, of course it's going to be pouring rain in a couple of hours, and this is just going to be bonkers. So luckily, the good thing is, even with the trailer delay and flat tire issue, that gives me time to do all the other work. So we get all the fermentation stuff done, uh, the pump overs, punch downs, like I've been mentioning, we get all the equipment set up, we make sure that everything is just locked and loaded, ready to go for this second round of harvest. The trailer shows up, and there is half as much fruit on there as there should be. You know, there's maybe, there's literally a little over three tons and change and not six. I talked to the vineyard manager. He says, oh, it was, it ended up picking really, really light. You know, we only have 
eight bins for you and all these eight bins ended up being very light in terms of the overall weight it was just over three tons which is you know half of what we're contracted for which makes me a little feisty because hey we have you know club members and sales and projections and goals and all these other things like if i'm contracted for six it's because i want six the fact that i got three is not a good thing uh, which is something that if you're listening to this on the 25th, 26th of October, something that I am having very stern conversations with uh, that vineyard owner as well as the vineyard manager trying to f- remedy this issue because we need to make up that difference in some way, shape or form. Uh, this is one of those things with your grower relations that happens. Uh, this, frankly, at least we got some fruit. We had a, a really good buddy of mine, one of my best friends, that went out to check on one of his vineyards last year and there was no fruit on the vines. They came in, they picked all of it and it went to some other winery. And he said, well, now I have no fruit. I need fruit. You get be- Someone better find me some Sauvignon Blanc because that's what he was supposed to bring in. So at least I got something. He ended up having to troubleshoot, not having anything at all and making up that kind of difference. Absolutely bonkers, right? So somehow I get shorted half of what I need. I'm still currently working through that bullshit. It's just, it's aggravating because this is just one more thing that I just don't have time to deal with, that no one has time to deal with this time of year. Everyone's busy, everyone's tired, everyone's got a short fuse. And it's like, come on, like we don't need this kind of madness. But yet here it is. Here it is. And it's kind of funny, there's a, another one of my buddies who was helping out with this crush. And he's like, how is it that this happens? Because he, he heard... Uh, my buddy uh, David Tate of uh, Tate Wines and, and Barnett Vineyards, he told that story of going out to the vineyard and there's just no Sauv Blanc there. And he's like, well, I'm supposed to be getting this fruit, but it's gone. Uh, another one of our good friends who's actually not in the wine industry, although he, he works uh, uh, part-time here and there uh, at the Behringer Tasting, which we love to give him a hard time for. But, you know, their Rhinehouse wines and kind of their own estate stuff is pretty good. Um, he's like, how does this happen? Like, you guys have contracts. You, you can kind of estimate what's out there on the vines. Like, how is it that you end up with no fruit last year in, in the case of David and half of what you expected in this year in, in our case? And both David and I looked at each other and we're like, it's just, it's, it just happens, man. Like, we, we wish we could explain it. We really do. We really wish we could explain how these, what seem like clerical errors happen you know or scheduling a a pick for the wrong night as what happened last week like how does this stuff happen there's so much money and so much work and time and effort put into this stuff how does this craziness happen and both david and i looked at each other and we're like we don't know man it just fucking happens like this is we try to explain the madness of harvest and we just can't. It just, for some reason, it is just the way it is. And as much as we try to wrestle this beast to the ground, it's impossible. It's, it's just, it's like the eternal conflict of like the light side versus the dark side. I just finished watching the Clone Wars series the other day, so it's very front of mind. Anyway, it's just... It's just like, come on, man. Like this kind of stuff is creating so much extra work and stress and so many problems for people. Like how are people just not on top of these things? And I wish I had an answer for that. The rash, the, the reality is, is that there's just no, there's no real explaining it. There's just this kind of shit happens every single year. We as winemakers, especially having done this now for many, many years, 
we just understand that this time of year we're going to have these curveballs thrown at us and we just have to be sitting there waiting for it we need to know that that pitch is coming so either we can get you know hit it out of the yard or we can at least foul it off to see the next pitch that's all we're trying to do this time of year is see the next pitch i use this analogy all the time because the, these curveballs are wicked man you're probably not going to be able to get a base hit much less anything with them you got to just you got to either you either have to guarantee it's outside the zone and you're getting on base or getting that ball or you can foul it off and see the next pitch. That's all we're trying to do with this madness. And there's just this understanding that that is what happens. So from Monday the 16th to Sunday the 22nd, it's just eight days, seven days of just, just a barrage of nonsense that goes on. And I'm sitting here, you know, a couple days removed from all that, still working through some of it very, very diligently, just, you know, waiting for the next shoe to drop. Because I know there's going to be something else that occurs, hopefully not as dramatic as anything that's happened in the last week. And realistically, this might sound a little weird. Nothing in the last week is that outrageous. It's really not. This is kind of, all right, you know, I'm kind of pissed off. I'm pretty feisty about it. Um... But it is what it is, and I there's no way to go but forward. So we just got to keep on trucking and keep doing the work that we got to do. So we get through the issues of you know flat tires and not enough fruit being delivered, and we start processing. And again, the fruit looked amazing. It tasted great. Uh, that fermentation, uh, we fired up actually the next day on the 23rd. So now we have uh, that fermentation uh, rolling as well. Oh, I completely forgot. On Saturday morning, we harvested Cab Franc last minute. It just, I completely forgot about that. I was told on Friday that the Cab Franc was coming in, and it wasn't on my calendar. I don't know how it wasn't on my calendar, but I, it, we're only getting one ton of Cab Franc, the super small amount, so it really wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but I was like, oh, shit, I need to make sure that I got everything ready for the Cab Franc. So Saturday, the, the 21st, was this scramble of like, oh, my God, there's other grapes that are coming. Um, and luckily with a ton, we just crush it right into bins and we do kind of these pseudo like open top fermentations with it. It's pretty low key in terms of what we have to do for it. Um, it really wasn't that big of a deal, but it was just Friday was kind of that like, oh shit, we got other stuff to do, um, before getting into the rest of the weekend. It was, I completely forgot about that. I completely forgot that I have Cabernet Franc that's fermenting right now too. Um, so at this stage, uh, between the Cabernet that we processed uh, before the rain rolled in on Sunday, uh, the Cab Franc and the uh, other Cabernet lot that came in last week, uh, we have five, six different fermentations that are going. One, two, three, four. Yeah, five, six different fermentations that are rolling. Um, you know, that day-to-day -day kind of morning and night work has extended to about the two-hour, two two-and-a-half-hour mark, uh, how I start my day and how I finish my day. Uh, we're also uh, checking in on all of the white wines and uh, the Blair Payton wines that Brittany's making uh, up in the cave. Since those are, in essence, done, I just tasted them uh, this morning, actually. They're fantastic, uh, which means there's one less thing to worry about. I can kind of check that box and just move right along. Uh, and as we got into, as we got through that madness of processing fruit and kind of figuring out all this nonsense, logistical stuff of not enough fruit coming in on Sunday, Monday and Tuesday, we're a little bit more lining up to knock it down. The last couple of days have simply been fermentation management, 
tracking down more Cabernet fruit that I hope I can get at this stage. Uh, luckily, it is a fairly a big yielding year out here. There's a lot of grapes to go around, so that's something I'm working on this afternoon. Again, if literally, if you're listening to this on the afternoon of the 25th, I'm probably walking through a vineyard right now, seeing if I can get some more Cabernet because I need more Cabernet. Uh, luckily, we've already. I already have within like six hours of knowing that that was going to be the issue. I had feelers out, and we were figuring out how to troubleshoot it. Uh, again, it's not the craziest thing. It's a pain in my ass, uh, but not the craziest things that happen. And again, I have my plan A, B, C already dialed in. It's just a matter of executing those in a timely fashion to make sure I get what I need from this harvest season. Uh, gosh, it's just been so crazy. Uh, so t Monday, Tuesday, we're a lot of management, a lot of clerical work, and just making sure that we're lining things up for the rest of the week. On the 26th, tomorrow, Thursday, uh, it's what I'm doing today on Wednesday, uh, is we're preparing for our Merlot to come in. Our Merlot is coming in uh, pretty late this year. Uh, not the latest it's come in, oddly enough. Uh, we've had Merlot come in in the first week of October, of all things. Or sorry, the first week of November. Um, it's been super late, and that was a bit would have been in 2010 and in 2011, actually. Um, so today, as we kind of look into the future is we have you know merlot that's going to be coming in uh it'll be a pretty light easy day um i'm it's coming in around mid after or sorry mid morning or late morning tomorrow uh so with that uh, i'll be processing that fruit probably early afternoon or so and then it's just figuring out what we're going to do about this uh cabernet sauvignon issue that i now get to deal with uh and you know hopefully bring it that in by the end of the week or first thing next week um, it's basically our goal at this point that after the last 10 days that we get the last of our fruit in, hopefully by uh, the 30th or the 31st at the very latest, so that everything's at the winery and we can just execute, execute, execute. That's all we're looking for in the next basically five days, six days or so. It has been oh, bonkers, just absolutely bonkers. I'm exhausted just talking about it. I actually, I have pretty good, pretty good energy. We're feeling all right. I've got plenty of caffeine surging through my veins. Lots of cold beers that have been consumed. Uh, we're, you know, we're doing pretty good, all things considered. Uh, this madness of harvest is just something else. And for whatever reason, as much as we try to stay on top of it, they just, we never can. It's kind of a beautiful mess. And this is something that we continually have to remind ourselves of out here is that this ain't heart surgery. You know, we're not out here saving lives. We're just fermenting grape juice, man. As important as it is to us and others, perspective is everything. That as crazy as it gets, it's not that crazy. And frankly, I'm having a blast as stressed and exhausted and frustrated as I am with some of the conditions we've had to deal with so far this season, uh, I'm having a great time. That's, which is kind of crazy to think about given everything that I've gotten into today uh, regarding just the insanity of the last 10 days worth of work that we've had to go through. Uh, it's, it's just a joy to be able to do what we do. Uh, and that's something that I think all of us agree with and once we have all the fruit in at the winery at the beginning of next week, we will officially see the light at the end of the tunnel. 
we'll know that within a couple of weeks, few weeks, we're going to be pressing off all of our grapes. We're going to be getting everything into barrel uh, to go through its malolactic conversion uh, as well as uh, start its aging process. Uh, we are very close to the home stretch of this harvest season. It has come very slow and steadily, and it has sped up at an outrageous rate. But as quickly as it's hitting us, it's going to fade away, and we're going to be basically, by the time December rolls around, we're going to be looking back at, like, what the hell was that? How did we get through that? Which is kind of typically what we do. We look back at the, the madness that occurred, the issues that we had to deal with and the challenges that we overcame. And we just enjoy a glass of wine and reminisce about how nutty this last season was. It's kind of a beautiful moment in early December when things start to kind of like really slow down for us and we get to catch our breath a little bit. So that is the harvest madness, my friends. That is your harvest update for this week and into next week. Uh, I will very much try to provide uh, the Q&A that was scheduled for today on November 1st. We'll change up the schedule a little bit and we'll try and get that uh, recorded and posted next week. Uh, so please remember to submit your questions. Uh, you can do so in the comments section. You can also head to our website, mtgawines.com. Scroll to the bottom. There's a little form you fill out. Hit send um, and we can receive those and answer anything and everything that you would like to know about the harvest season, wine, winemaking, hospitality, any and all of that good stuff. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. It has been a pleasure to hopefully give you a little bit more perspective and real life insight into what goes on in a wine grape harvest here in Napa. Uh, please be sure to like, subscribe, uh, share this with any of your wine loving friends and family, and we will see you next week for another episode on the Wind Up Podcast. Cheers.